The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you. Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Debt of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. And try to stay on topic. Which is easier said than done. Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Time. Yuma, Fire Whiskers. And if you're wondering, yes, I am bringing back the alternative to English hellos. This one was actually sent to us by a fan. That is how to say hello uh, in a Australian indigenous language, which is super exciting. And apparently the good people of Canberra are trying to use that as a daily greeting, as a way to honor and support and recognize the original landowners of Australia. So, boom. There you are. Start saying Yuma to your friends. They're not going to know what it's about, but you can educate them, and we can bring it into today. How is that spelled? Y-U-M-A. Just like Yuma, Arizona, actually. I think. Is is Yuma in Arizona? I don't know. There was a movie called The 210 to Yuma, and it won a lot of Oscars. 310 to Yuma? That one. Uh Uh-huh. I got the 10 right. You did. Yeah, I just remember it showing up at the Oscars, and I was like, what an odd name for a film. <laughs> also, we are all here together in the same room. Holy shit. What? We met Hannah Beth for the first time. Yay! And she's way taller than I imagined <laughs> okay. her to be. Literally 30 seconds in from meeting both of you, I hear I get a, holy fuck, you're tall. <laughs> Which is not something, like, we've talked about this. <laughs> yes. We have. And then when I asked the dark wizard, you see our pictures, and he's like, yeah, I'm like, isn't Hannah Beth taller than you thought she'd be? He was like, no, I've seen her pictures. And I'm like, shut up. Hey, you were right. You and my Arizona. Uh-huh. Probably from the very short amount of time that I actually lived in Arizona, in Sierra Vista. Fun times. Yeah, I was in the army, and we were doing training, and they were like, now remember, the quote-unquote bad guys have the same gun as you. If it looks like your gun, they are quote-unquote bad guys, and they are part of this training exercise. If they have an AK-47, they're from Mexico, do not fire blanks at them, they will kill you. (laughs) To which we all went, uh, should we be training in these mountains? And they're like, yes, it's very good training. So, (laughs) it it was fine. We didn't get to actually do the training because, uh, less than 24 hours into it, the entire mountain caught fire. Um, as it does. As it does. But, I mean, that was back in 2014, so before fires were, like, just a constant... Well, I mean, they, they've always been a thing, but, like, I feel like it's got progressively worse. But anyway... Because global warming is... <laughs> everything is on fire. Australia, Europe, United States... The whole world is on fire, Claire. Shut up. It's, it's, it's fine. This is kind of weird. But, just for the record. Oh, oh, yeah, no. It's super <laughs> weird seeing your faces well, because, not on a computer screen. Yeah, because... We're not even that, but normally when we're talking, we're also talking like in our we like little mini booths that we've made for yeah. our microphones. So you're like, 
kind of hiding out by yourself in a dark room with the widow. Yeah. So it's weird all like sitting here yeah. in the light. And, and I can't see both of your faces at the same time because <laughs> they're not stacked on a screen. Um, but yeah, we are here in Orlando. We did our day at LeakyCon today and it was amazing. Got to see a ton of really amazing vendors. Got to meet a ton of other podcasters, which was super exciting. We got to meet the podcasters behind Wizard Radio, Friendship, which talks about ships, uh, Fanatical Fix. I got to meet Sequoia Thompson. It was amazing. I don't think Thomas. I don't know why I said Thompson. Sequoia Thomas. I know her name. See, I got so excited. I got flustered. I screwed up her name. That's fine. But I got very excited because, like, she's one of the, like, super big names in Harry Potter podcasting. And it was, I, I don't think I actually said anything to her other than the creators of AO3 are here. And then she was like, oh, shit, and ran off. Um, yeah, that was cool. The creators of AO3. Oh, yeah. The, not only were the creators of AO3, Archive of Our Own, for those of you who don't know, which is one of the largest fan fiction hosting websites like ever um also not as heavily moderated as fanfiction.net which is why explicit material can be on there which is where we get our patreon content um i was talking to uh what was the name of that creator who makes the shirts like the house of black shirts that we're talking about the store name is nox and nimbus there we go look them up on instagram and tiktok they're amazing but was talking to nox and nimbus and mentioned that i both had a debt of time podcast and had founded the Granians and Paper Cranes group, which the creator freaked out and was like, "Oh my god, that was you!" And like that felt really good. Yeah. So like she had like manacled and dead of, she saw our shirts and was like, "Wait, dead of time?" <laughs> yes. With the fire whiskey and honey shirts. Yes. Yeah. But I was talking to her and she was like, "You know the founders of AO3 are here," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, the what now?" <laughs> Guys, I shit you not. They were at a booth. With no signs. They had handwritten in pencil. Um, I think it was OTP. God, no. What was it? I can't remember. But it was an two three-letter acronyms. And it was um, of their own, maybe? OTO? No. I don't remember what it was. But the other one was AO3. And I was like, so, so you found... And she was like, yes, that was me. And I'm just like, oh. You seem very blasé about being the host of literally every book I've read in the last, like, ten years. Cool. Got it. Uh, neat. <laughs> You're amazing. And I love what you did. Um, I sell me reading content on your website on Patreon. <laughs> like, very cool. But uh, we got to meet Stanislav, uh, the guy who played Victor Crumb. I think it's Yanitsky. That sounds right. Somebody said Yanitsky. I don't know if that's actually right, but um, he was very sweet and just very much looked like Victor Crump. <laughs> Take from that what you will. The other thing that I really, really loved um, was I swear to God, every other booth was gay pride, trans pride. It, it was very rainbow. It was a very rainbow place. And there was another podcast there with us called... Uh, I think it's Just Keep Rolling. Mm-hmm. And they are in the process of rebranding to distance themselves for the name. And the host herself told me, she was like, it took us entirely too long. We just, the thought of rebranding was super daunting. But we are doing it now. She literally spent the entire drive, the drive from Ohio to Orlando, putting Whoa. stickers, putting stickers on all of her business cards that said new name coming, covering up Just Keep Rolling. So 
they are they're doing what they need to do. Um, and she showed me a uh, tattoo she'd gotten on her arm of their logo, which is a phoenix. And behind it, it was rainbow with the trans colors prominent in the middle. And it was just super cool. And, you know, she wanted to make sure that, you know, it, I think she was embarrassed that her name was still so closely linked. Sure. And wanted to make it very clear yeah. that she was not. Well, and it was cool, too, because you could tell that the con itself was, like, very anti, not as anti-rolling, but very pro-fandom. Like, it, yes. it just felt like the best part of the fandom got together and hung out. And yeah. dressed up in costumes and made, look at the crafts I made. And, you know, like, it just was yeah. cool. And it was also cool because there was, like, non-gender specific bathrooms that were available. And they... Yeah, with signs. With that, si- very yeah, clearly the, labeled signs, yeah. Very prominent signs that said, please use whatever bathroom you are most comfortable with, whatever bathroom aligns with your gender identity. Like, there were signs everywhere But it also just, that. like, didn't make a big deal about it, which was yeah. really nice. Yeah, no, it was just very clear, like... You're welcome here. That's it. Like, we're not gonna... Yeah, it was just normalizing everything. Mm-hmm. I That's also cool. liked the uh, cosplay is not consent. Please ask before taking photos. Oh my god, yes. That was amazing. Um, and I'm Wait, mad... should we talk it... about some of the costumes we saw? I feel like we should. Yes. Let's go around and talk about favorites. Kat, what was your favorite? <laughs> I liked that head-to-toe Hufflepuff. Yeah, I liked that. And whatever that purple thing is. Are you talking about the the woman that had the crazy cool Hufflepuff dress? Yes. And like headdress and everything? That was amazing. And whatever that purple thing is that you saw, that was nice. Yeah, there was like some purple corset sparkly thing with like a tutu skirt and a purple wig. And I don't know what she was supposed to be, but it was was spectacular. Um, Maybe she was supposed to be that thing. What's that purple ball thing called? You bought the pygmy puff. Yeah, you bought your niece one. Yeah, that thing, pygmy puff. Maybe she's a pygmy puff. I mean, that. I mean, honestly, my first thought when I saw her was that she looks like one of the fairies from Fairly Odd Parents, but (laughs) (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, but but I also like that uh, Madame Pomfrey that you pointed out. The Madame Pomfrey was amazing. That woman looked like she could be that actress's sister. I was like, that's weird. And there Um, was the. Gambin era Dumbledore was yes, really good. Was really good, and then there was also um, Remus, the and Tonks. Who's there with his I wife? Tonks. Yeah, it was his wife. They were together walking around, no, but the Remus that had the amazing scars. scars. Yeah, like incredible. I legitimately thought this man had a scarred face. Like I was looking to try and find the latex and could not find it. Yeah, and it I know like, they weren't real because he also cosplays as Gilderoy. Yeah. But. There was a couple of really good Gilderoys, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the capes and um, all. The Whomping Willow. <laughs> Her head was the Ford Anglia. It was amazing. It was so good. Oh, that Rhea Skeeter was really good. Cool. Oh, yes. And, oh, yeah. and oh. Arthur and Molly, who yeah. were walking around. Mo- Molly had a giant, like, crocheted purse, and they were yes. walking around handing out things out of Molly's purse. It was amazing. Yeah, they had a... So you can get ribbons to put at the bottom of your leaky con... Uh, badge. badge and theirs said Ugh, another weasley and it was great no i it was several no. different ones because oh, i got a, oh, I, had, I only I, got the uh, another weasley one i also got but i also got mine from arthur um molly also gave me weasley's whimsical world of harry potter <gasps> with I the burrow on it so cute um remus gave me one that said here or eat chocolate it'll make you feel better or something <gasps> like that i didn't see that one. <gasps> oh yeah no um and then i also Rude, freaking air conditioning. 
Oh, so this is a live episode. There's probably going to be a little more background noise than you're used to, but hopefully that's not too bad because we're all in the same room, so you're not competing what with like, all of our background noises. that other cosplay that we saw when you and I were walking around and Claire was manning the Wizarding Wireless Network booth? That was super good. I'm like blinking. I know we saw another really cool one. We saw a Dobby that'll haunt my nightmares. No, that was... <laughs> it's like, um, for those of you that have seen Harry Potter stuff on TikTok, that there's like a couple of people that have just made Dobby faces out of like masking tape and crap. It looked like that. <laughs> it was like, it was so bad. It was so good. Yeah. Um, I feel like we saw another couple of really good ones. I did oh, like the, the Rowena Ravenclaws. There was a couple of really yeah. cool Rowenas. But I did like that one that I was confused about, but then when you explained it to me, like, I got it. It was the Grindelwald Johnny Depp. But oh, yeah, 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 And he had the uh, Edward so, Scissor hand hands, but it was the Elder Wand. Yes. Like, that oh, was cool. Did you miss I, that? I, one I, of his I fingers was the... Scissor hands. I missed the Elder his, Wand. Yeah. His pointer finger was an Elder Wand. Oh, so yeah. it was so Grindelwald. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but he had, like, kind of a cross between Grindelwald and... Edward Scissorhands hair, so it was like blonde, the icy blonde, but it was all tossed in crazy like Edward Scissorhands, and then had the Scissorhands with the Elder Wand. That was incredible. And the the little girls, did you see them asking for pictures? Yeah, I thought that was her children. That wasn't her children. That was another person's children. Yeah, so there was a booth across from the Wizarding Wireless Network booth that was being run, it was like a hat shop, and it was being run, it looked like by a mom and a grandmother, and the, the mom's two daughters who were probably like maybe four and six maybe um and they every costume that they loved or people's outfit that they loved they would stop and be like can i take your picture clearly with their mom's phone and then just would like pose them and like have them take oh, pictures that's so cute. it was adorable oh um God. and they stopped uh edward scissorhand of grindelwald like four times to take pictures it was so cute and they would just like, no, 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 hold on, one more time. And they would like adjust and then take a picture again. It was super cute. So, oh, and Kat got to see Shoobs yes. in person from a distance. Yes. But we got to see him basically kind of like interviewing. Yeah. Um, he was running a panel. Yeah, he was yeah. running a panel with uh, Chan... Williams? Um, Williams? Yeah. Chan Williams, who does the Professor McGonagall on TikTok, and I know we've shared her videos, and also um, the guy who played Percy. Whose name is totally escaping me. Totally oh escaping me. What is his um, name? Oh, God. <laughs> but he, who, by the way, is fucking hilarious. He really is. He's so he's snarky. So yeah. good. And well, I mean, he, he puts those episodes out as live episodes, so you can go listen oh, when he edits so it. Oh, so good. But yeah. But yeah, no, unbelievable. They actually, like, filmed it, so I don't Chris know Chris Rankin, that. sorry. There it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, he was super funny. Chin Williams is just as good on her feet as she is in videos. Um, she knew her McGonagall oh, yes. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she... Her canon. Yeah, she, she, put, she put in the work. She knows McGonagall's history, which cool. I loved. But, uh, but yeah, no, so it was, it was a big day. And, of course, we all get to meet each other. And Kat finally got to meet my son, yes. which was huge. And he didn't scream his head off. <laughs> and he's finally over Stranger Danger, so he was okay with Tia Cat and Auntie Heb hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to stick, and you're going to hate it, and I'm going yeah. to laugh. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
but also a uh, huge shout out to all of our fans. The amount of interactions, comments, likes, all that kind of stuff on our Facebook today has been wild. It's been super fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be sure, I'm obviously this will be out later so you are aware of this, but we'll be sure to post um, stuff to our uh, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook tomorrow as we're at Wizarding World, um, partially because I've never been, so they're yes. both very excited to take me. <laughs> A little bit. I'm, so. I, I love breaking in virgins, what can I say? Oh my god, no. Stop. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, but uh, on that note... I got stuck in a bathroom, guys. I've been oh, waiting all day to tell the story and no one wants to play. I got Pause. stuck in a bathroom. Cat texts us and goes, I got stuck in a bathroom, but it's okay, I got out. And Hannah Beth and I both went, don't say another fucking word. <laughs> this is going on the line. And, she, has, and she started telling us this story like four, four times Four times, today. and we had to shut it down. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, when this episode ends, if you all have are listening the way you have been listening, we will officially break 200,000 listens. Because as of this moment, we are at 199,376. That's wow. bananas. Yeah, and okay. in the last seven days, we have had 2,000. So, Crazy. fucking wild. You guys are amazing. I love you. Yes. <sighs> okay, so you got stuck in a bed. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So I parked in the north cell phone lot of the airport. Oh, God. Because I was waiting for you guys, and I didn't know where else to park, you know? So there was a bathroom there, and I really had to pee. So I pick a stall, as you do. I shut the door, obviously, because that's what you do when you go to the bathroom, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm done peeing. I try to open the door. It will not open. I unlocked it. I locked it and unlocked it several times. I jiggled the handle. I kicked it with my foot. I did everything I could, and this bitch would not open. And luckily, the door didn't touch the ground, so I threw my backpack on the floor, and I had to army crawl out of the bathroom. And this woman was in the handicapped bathroom, and she's looking at me like, why are you on the floor? And I'm like, the door got stuck. So I washed my hands. And then I run to my car and I found one Purell wipe and I'm wiping my arms and legs because I touched the ground. And I'm just like, I one of my worst fears has come true. I got stuck in an epic bathroom. Okay, I just need further context to not only say that, that we got this text, but it's the first text I saw turning my phone back on after <laughs> landing in Orlando. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, also, um, Disney may be the happiest place on Earth, but the Orlando Airport oh is God. not. Oh because it has six atriums that are apparently fucking identical. So Hannah Beth and I are trying to find each other, and I'm like, I'm standing in front of a Starbucks looking at a Disney store. And she's like, I too am standing in front of a Starbucks looking at a Disney store. And I'm like, different. Yeah, it, it, different fucking atriums. Identical stores. Different fucking yeah, atriums. Yeah, different Starbucks, different Disney store. They did not connect. I'm looking at a giant red A. I see a giant red A. How are we not fighting? It took from the time Hannah Beth disembarked to the time we got to Cat, I think was almost an hour. Uh, yeah. And it had been 90 minutes since I disembarked, at which point I had already gone to baggage claim, gotten my bag, and, you know, tried to... Oh, and then, yeah, no, it was... Oh, and then Cat couldn't find us. And it was 
we were playing was... the most epic game of Marco Polo ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. I was like, I'm just going to get up there and just like scream cat at the top of my lungs. And then she did it. And then I did it. But cat wasn't there. And so she couldn't hear me. Because she was on the exact opposite corner of the fucking parking garage. So, yes, it's been a clusterfuck of a day, and it's been amazing. we've both been up for entirely too long. I have been up now, I woke up at 4 a.m. No, no, I woke up at 2.20, my alarm was set for 3, and I woke up at 2.20. So I've been up since 3.20 local time, it is currently 20.35, so that is... 17 hours. Yeah, I've been me too. 17 hours. I'm it's, dead on my feet. It's 8.35 local time for anybody that cares to do that math. Yeah. Oh, you said that. 20, I did. You did. I did. 20, and that's why I did 20.35. If you go military time, it's no, much easier to... You would think that I would have known that with my phone in military time so that I can do... Anyway. Yes. Brain. But anyway. Did I we said it? literally in the last episode, this is why we don't record late at night. Cause, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but... All of that to say what, what happened, happened was... Well, I don't have my book, so we discussed this briefly, so sorry if I left anything out. But apparently we started with Maya and Harry trying to figure out their relationship. In bed. In bed. Oh my god, no. <laughs> yes, in bed. It's the wrong fit. So, yeah. They, they were trying to figure out their relationship, and then... I sort of remember something about her and what was it? Who was she with now? Remus or Sirius? Oh my Sirius. god! Who's We're definitely not a hundred and twenty-nine yeah. these. Anyway. Yeah, that's fine. I forget. Okay, so I kind of remember something about them like having a thing fight. Yeah, big fight. Yeah, big fight, and then it turning into like, oh, well, I want to jump your bones out after <laughs> we fight, and then I guess it Which ended is... with Harry and Ginny walking up Ron. on. Jenny. Whatever. They're a squad. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> They're a squad. <laughs> They're a squad. Oh my god. We're tired, dude. Yeah. And I slept, but that's a <laughs> different like, point. Ron Anyways. and Jenny walked up yeah. on Maya on Sirius's lap making out. Yeah. And, and we're like, with his off. hands on her arse as you finish the chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that's oh, what goodness. had happened was, even though my book is at home. That's fine. Close so, enough. So that brings us to <clears throat> chapter 129, Photographs and Revelations. I'm so excited. Also, I have the worst headache, so this is hopefully going to make me wait, feel better. Do you not, wait, I haven't do you had any drugs? caffeine. I'm good. I'm good. I just I haven't had any caffeine today, so that's like, and I didn't have my Adderall, so I'm like, it's right there. Oh, yeah, please. Oh, yeah. You have your drug. Like it's it's literally on the counter. Also, we can cut. So, drugs, drugs. <laughs> also, hey, I'm way weirder in person. No, <laughs> mom. Oh, never mind. I don't buy that as weirder person. I have audio of stuff that you forget that you're being recorded. <laughs> you have audio of me talking to myself. Yeah, Kat like. in the car earlier, we went to go get lunch. <laughs> and she's like, by the way, I respond back to the GPS. Don't worry, it's fine. And I'm like, you realize how much audio I've listened to you, just you talking to yourself over the last two and a half years. Almost three. <laughs> like, she literally. I'm like, aware that you just talk to yourself out loud. And I like that nobody has answered my questions. <laughs> I have asked questions and nobody has gotten back to me on these. 
Because when I sing to myself sometimes, I'm like, wait, is it that word? What's that Gwen Stefani song? Because then I get the tune stuck in yeah, my head. Yeah, but then you Google it. You answer it for yourself. No, I don't. I still don't Always. know the answer to that. Or that Pussycat Doll song from, like, once ago. I don't remember the Pussycat Dolls one. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Goddamn. Chapter 129. Photographs and Revelations. September 20th. Still. 1998. Because <laughs> the last three fucking chapters have been September 20th, 1998. The longest day. There's a lot that happens. What are you doing here? Harry asked. Ron was staring at Sirius and Maya with his mouth hanging open and his eyebrows furrowed. Ginny, a crooked grin on her face, and something in her eyes that appeared to worry Harry as he walked down the steps to greet her with a kiss. What am I doing here? Ron asked incredulously, still staring at my answers. I thought I lived here. The twins stopped by the burrow, and we thought we'd play some Quidditch. I tried fluing home to fetch you, but the fireplace was locked, so Jin and I decided to apparate around the corner and walk here. Maya stood staring at the two redheads in shock. She briefly glanced down at Sirius, who offered a nod of acceptance, before she turned and rushed forward, attacking the siblings by wrapping her arms around their necks. Whoa! Um, a hello to you too, Hermione, Ginny said with a laugh. Ron lightly patted her on the back, clearing his throat. Let's go inside. It is really weird doing these voices without one of my ears plugged. I may actually have to hold my ear to do this. Did you just want an AirPod in one of them? Yes. <laughs> I've never, because my, my ear thingies sit in my ear, and so it completely blocks out the sound. And it's not going to totally block out? No, but it You don't know how to use AirPods, because you don't have Apple. I just, oh, no, it's making noises. Oh, wait, Is it going to block enough? No, it's not going to block enough. I'll just put my finger up. I'll All just right. finger my ear. It'll be fine. Cat's face. <laughs> I'm really sad. We don't have video of this interaction. But unfortunately, we have to like sit in a circle oh, around the microphone god. to make that, this work. Oh god! What? What? You ever seen Men in Black, the second one, <laughs> where <laughs> where the chick in the lingerie ends up in the park and she sticks her finger in that guy's ear and it like goes out because he's an alien. <laughs> shout out to my child being the MVP of this recording series because he actually fell asleep at a hotel. So like, woohoo! Uh <clears throat> Let's go inside. Remus suggested as he stood up, patting Sirius on the back to get his attention. Ron, Ginny, you might want to send an owl home so no one else comes over for a day or so. Tell your family that everything is fine, but well, tell them something and make it believable. They all sat around the large dining room table. I somehow went to call her Diana. <laughs> Samantha? <laughs> That's exactly where my brain was. Samantha? Oh my god, Hannah Beth is gonna shoot old fashioned at her nose. Oh, oh, because I said that it's okay. 
God, you <laughs> Not. Ooh. That would have burned. It would have, yeah, not been pleasant. <laughs> Maya and Sirius, uh, close together on one side, with Remus to her left, Ron and Ginny, sat on the other side with Harry to Ginny's right, his fingers interlaced with hers. It was an odd feeling for Maya, who felt like she was on this strange divide between the generations. She felt closer to Remus and Sirius because yesterday they had been her flatmates, her friends, and even lovers for years. But a part of her still connected with the other three, though more Harry than the Weasleys, something she attributed to the familial bond. They had let Remus do all of the explaining, since he was essentially the catalyst that put the series of events into motion. Ron, like Harry, had initially been upset at him, but with Harry there to calm him down, the rest of the story was told with a bit more ease. So, let me get this straight, Ron said, scratching his head, obviously confused about at least one or two things that he had been told. You, he pointed at Remus, sent Hermione back in time because Hermione from back in time told you to do it. Remus dipped his head. Essentially... Ron then turned to Maya, whom he was having a hard time looking directly in the eye, possibly because she looked so very different. She was certain it did not help that Sirius was hovering over her, possessively, like he was. And you, Ron said to her, went back in time where a not-dead Dumbledore turned you eleven, stuck you back in Hogwarts, and made you Harry's aunt? Remus and Sirius chuckled. Maya smiled at Ron. If you're going for the basics, then yes. Then you shagged Sirius! Ginny blurted out. Ginny! Harry turned to his girlfriend and stared at her, horrified. What? Never mind when we walked up she had her tongue in his mouth, Ginny said with a smirk. But look at them! Merlin's pants. You can practically feel the sexual tension from over here. I don't feel anything, thank you, <laughs> Harry said firmly. Don't be such a prude, Ginny scolded him. It's perfectly fine. They grew up together, and even if they hadn't, and Remus hadn't sent her back in time, this was inevitable. Why do you say that? Maya asked, curiously. Because you've been eye-fucking him for years, Ginny stated crassly, then waited for an extra-long moment. Maya suspected she was waiting to be scolded for her language. When she said nothing to the redhead, but instead raised a challenging brow at her, Ginny's eyes sparkled with delight, like a niffler that struck gold. Plus, you used to talk in your sleep before you had nightmares. Ginny informed her, and then in a mocking tone murmured, Oh, Sirius, the shrieking shack, but what if we get caught? Sirius burst into hysterical laughter, while Maya covered her mouth with her hand, feeling a genuine blush spreading over her cheeks. Remus was quietly chuckling to himself while both Harry and Ron stared at Ginny, completely horrified. Well, Maya said, clearing her throat, I have missed you, Ginny Weasley. And I am pleased to meet you, Maya Potter, Ginny said with a wink. Maya beamed at the girl, feeling a strange mixture of grief and elation as though somehow she had been given back the gift of Mary and Lily in the form of one sassy red-headed witch. When she looked at Harry, he was suddenly avoiding her gaze. She scoffed. Oh, come on, Harry. Considering the two of you were shagging the night of the final battle loud enough for the whole castle to hear, you have hardly any right to look like a blushing maiden. 
Harry's cheeks turned redder. You heard us? Pottermen have a poor history with silencing charms. Your dad was the same, Maya teased. It was disgusting, Remus pointed out. I'm still not sure what exactly he and Lily were attempting back then, but wands might have been involved, and I personally... Stop talking! Harry pleaded loudly. Oh my god! Sorry! <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, this is bringing back a really bad memory for me. <laughs> Moving forward. It has nothing to do with you. Thank god. I oh. would hope not. <laughs> Let's just say I, I know what it's like to hear your friend nope, getting nope. on with somebody, nope. and that's just not okay. Mm-mm. Zero out of ten stars. Do nope. not recommend, unless I don't want any more details. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. That was so not okay. <laughs> that was so not okay, either. So not okay. But it wasn't me. I know it wasn't you. Thank God. I'm sorry, but Ron stuttered. Hermione, you actually shagged Sirius Black? I'm torn over whether to be incredibly proud or incredibly offended, Sirius commented thoughtfully to Remus. No offense made, it's just... Fred and George weren't exactly secretive about stories you told them from your days at Hogwarts, Ron said. Looking down, the tips of his ears turned bright red. And you were okay with that, Hermione? Maya smiled softly, staring at her childhood friend, giving him the benefit of the doubt uh, that the pieces would click into place without her needing to help him. Unfortunately, Ginny got there first. Mother of Merlin! Ginny shouted excitedly, slamming her hands on the table, making Harry jump. He did those things with you! Oops. It's one of my favorite fucking parts. Oh, wait, it's better. Sorry. <clears throat> proud, Sirius said with a bright grin, looking to Remus. I've decided to be proud. We weren't always exclusive, Maya said to Ginny, so I'm not entirely certain what stories Fred and George are aware of, but there is a chance I wasn't a part of them. And yes, Ronald, I'm okay with Sirius's past, just as he is with mine. Harry and Ron both bobbed their heads. Ginny did not miss Maya's words offering a conspiratorial wink. I still... Ron began to say, clearly overwhelmed by the situation. Ron, it's okay. Harry jumped in. They love each other. Ron looked up at Maya and Sirius in shock, as though the thought had not even occurred to him. You're in love? Sirius reached for Maya's hand, bringing it up to his mouth, where he kissed her open palm, and then placed it over the tattooed name on his chest. Maya grinned at him. Yes, she said proudly. Have been for years. Ginny cooed and leaned her head on Harry's shoulder as she stared across the table. Aw, that's so romantic. But, Ron began, still clearly not understanding everything. Maya felt bad for him, really. He'd had trouble contemplating all of the details in regards to time-turners the first time she'd used one during her original third year. It was one of the reasons she was pleased that he had been too injured to come along at the time, leaving herself and Harry to rescue Buckbeak and Sirius. He's, Ron said, looking between Maya and Sirius, you're serious. You're forty. 
Sirius gasped, dropping Maya's hand so he could clutch at his own chest. I am not forty. I'm only thirty-eight. You're almost thirty-nine, Remus commented. Sirius glared at him. I'm technically thirty-seven if we take off the year I was dead, he proclaimed. Which I do. I'm thirty-seven now. Thank you. Whatever you say, Pads. I've always thought it was ridiculous that you were older than me anyway. You never acted it. You were just jealous because I could use magic legally before you. Sirius rolled his eyes. I'm only thirty-seven. He whispered to Maya, who smirked at him. Very good, darling, she said, placating him, with a pat on the head before turning back to Ron. He wasn't forty when I started dating him. We were the same age. Not that it would have mattered. He could be a hundred and seven, and I'd love him the same. Not a hundred and eight, Sirius suggested, as one corner of his mouth lifted. Merlin, no, Maya chuckled at him. That's just indecent. I, I didn't mean anything by it, Ron muttered. Just shocking is all. A strange silence fell over the table, and Maya had no idea how to repair it. It had been slightly easier talking to Harry, to whom she still felt connected, and Ginny made herself comfortable. I lost my spot with the situation merely by being blunt about it. But Ron was difficult. Yeah, you can't cut that now. Nope, Seven. I sure as hell cannot. <laughs> <laughs> she recalled the feeling of pulling away from him during the Horcrux hunt when he had turned bitter and angry and abandoned them. After he left, she had spent time thinking about her friendship with Ron and how he had treated her over the years. Most of the problems she blamed on situations and a lack of maturity. But for being a Gryffindor, he was, at times, awfully cowardly, resorting to cruelty and envy as shields with which to defend himself. And now, now he reminded her far too much of another Gryffindor she had known who was envious of his friends and broke under the pressure of fear and change. Would, Maya cleared her throat, <clears> throat, would you go and get the photographs, Sirius? Sirius acquiesced with a smile, and Harry looked up excitedly. Don't want to do this shit. When did we get old, Catherine? <sighs> well, I've been 85 on the inside since we were about 20, yeah. so I don't know when you got old. I've been 85 since I was at least 16. So No, but my body just hurts now. That's, that's what I was referring to. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it all started going downhill when I blew my knee out at 14, but it's not gotten better. Yeah. Hermione, you look beautiful. Ginny smiled brightly as she stared at the photograph in her hands. A young Maya, James, and Remus were posing for the camera. The two boys were wearing dress robes, and Maya was wearing a lovely lilac gown. Where's serious in this? Maya laughed at the memory. He had detention. I still sneaked a dance in, if you remember. Sirius called over his shoulder at the witches from his seat on the sofa where he, Remus, Ron, and Harry were looking over old Quidditch photographs so that Harry could see Sirius and James flying. You sneaked out of detention? Why am I not surprised? Ginny mocked. What about you, Hermione? Ever sneak out of detention? No, I did my crimes and served my time. You actually got put in detention? Don't let her fool you, Ginny, Remus declared. 
She was just as bad as the rest of us, sometimes worse. Jenny snorted. I find that hard to believe. Maya grinned slyly. I'll keep that in mind, she said, in a soft, innocent tone. Harry, come look at this one, Jenny said. Harry jumped over the back of the sofa to kneel beside her on the floor, where photographs were splayed out. Maya stood and took Harry's place on the sofa beside Sirius, throwing her feet into his lap with a smile. He looked at her, his eyes filled with longing and relief, and something she could easily identify as fear. The corners of her mouth turned down, and she moved closer to him, wrapping her arms around his neck and kissing his cheek sweetly. "'I'm here,' she whispered in assurance. Sirius closed his eyes and nodded, swallowing as he digested her words, letting them sink into his skin. He pressed his forehead against hers and sighed. "'You're perfect.' I'm okay, Maya simpered teasingly at him, and kissed him quickly on the lips. She would have deepened it, company be damned, but Ginny's full belly laugh pulled her attention back from the floor where the redhead threw her head back and giggled while Harry grinned widely at her. You know, I used to look at Jamie and Lily and think of these two. It made me miss Harry less. Does looking at them now make you miss James and Lily less? Does it for you? she asked him. Sometimes, he admitted, bowing his head, especially in moments like this, when he's happy, it makes it a little easier to forget the shit life he had. We're going to fix it, you know, Maya said firmly. Sirius raised a brow at her. What are you planning? What's so funny over there? Maya asked, ignoring Sirius's question. Ginny held up a photograph. Why do Harry's father and Sirius have blue hair? <laughs> ah, the Great Rainbow Explosion. In 1973. Was it 73? Yes, third year. <clears throat> Remus immediately started laughing, and Maya just smiled brightly. Who has blue hair? Breath stuck in her throat. Her eyes widened at the voice coming from the door. Maya froze. Remus grinned over his shoulder as Tonks entered the room. Hello, love. Maya stood quickly, nervously facing the woman she had been anxious to see again for many, many years. The two witches faced one another, only Remus and Sirius aware of the potential awkwardness of the situation. Harry, Ginny, and Ron looked on innocently, completely in the dark, of course, about the parts of Maya's life they had not yet been privy to. Tonks? Maya whispered. Maya Potter, Tonk said, and then rushed forward, embracing her tightly. I've been waiting years to meet you. Maya laughed, relief rushing over her to the point that tears fell from her eyes. You've met me before, Tonks, she said softly as she returned the hug. Well, yeah, but never before with both of us all grown and knowing who the other is, Tonks said before she pulled away. Love the hair, by the way. Very sexy. Oh, I've heard so many stories, and Remus told me all about... Maybe... Maya interrupted, biting her bottom lip. Maybe we could talk privately? Both witches then turned and looked down at Remus, almost as though they were asking for permission, or at the very least his blessing. He gave them each an appraising look and then glanced to Sirius, who was smiling. Remus finally assented with a smile a look of pride filling his face. 
Before either woman had a chance to leave, however, he decided to reassert his feelings on the matter by gripping Tonks's hand and pulling her down to his lap, where he kissed her hard and deep. Ron and Harry each shared a look and turned away from the scene so as not to intrude on the moment, but Ginny was smiling with interest at the sight. When Remus finally released his wife, his eyes were gold. Have you made your point? Have you met Ted? I'm so glad you picked up on the reference. 100% what I was going for. A plus points to Hufflepuff. Yeah. I, yeah. But how many points do I get? You have to be specific. You get an exceeds expectations. That, or an outstanding. That's not how points work. Alright, fine. You get an outstanding. On that's your not how meet. points work. Okay, fine. 15 points. Thank you. Actually, no. 5 points. Because that's all Harry and Ron got for defeating a mountain <laughs> troll. I watched the first one the other day. I was like, dang, they were stingy. But it is not my kid. Excellent. Uh, have you made a point? Have you made a point? Tonks is asked with an impish grin. You tell me. You worry too much. Tonks rolled her eyes and kissed his forehead before reaching out for Maya's hand, dragging her out of the room. They did not say another word until they had gone up the stairs, passing by Sirius's bedroom and the one Maya knew formerly belonged to her. When Tonks led them into the room she shared with Remus when they stayed there, Maya froze at the smells she was picking up and pulled an emotionless mask across her face at the sound of a shutting door. Interesting, Tonks said with a grin. What's that? Maya asked. They weren't kidding. You really are... Wow. You think I'm going to go on the offensive, so you've taken a defensive stance. I can see your hand twitching by your wand holster. But you're not in a position where you're likely to grab it, which means you're definitely only going to use it to defend yourself, Tonk said thoughtfully, as she continued to observe Maya. Your back isn't to the door, and you haven't left me any room behind you to throw you into the wall, which gives you the advantage of space. Also, your face. You look like Aunt Sessa. I love this paragraph, because... Like, we know that Tonks is a really good auror. Yes. But I love being able to see, like, all the ways that she so efficiently pulls out all the minute details about what's going on in a situation so yeah. quickly. Like, it's it shows, like, how effective she is at her job. Yeah. And how much of a fucking badass she is. Like, I just love it. I love seeing that little, like insight into how observant she is. Yeah, because it's like, oh yeah, Tonks the Or, Tonks the Or, Tonks the Or, Tonks trips over fucking everything. Right. Like, so yes, the fact that she's got that quick brain that's like immediately analyzing every inch of your body language is just awesome. Maya grimaced, not sure if she should be offended or not. Wow, you really are a black. Of course I am, Maya said. Er, I mean... Tonks, I... You're not going to apologize, are you? Tonks asked. Don't you think I should? Remus, didn't he... Oh, he told me everything, Tonks said with a wink. Room of requirement, library, shrieking shack, muggle concerts, and the orchards. Maya stiffened and breathed in sharply. I mean, I knew he would. I didn't want him to keep secrets from you, but... I don't think I like being talked about like, like that. If it makes you feel any better, I'll tell you all the details about places I've shagged him. Maya thought for a moment and then shrugged. 
couldn't hurt. <laughs> I, just, I just love that she's like, acceptable. Yes. I would like to know all of the details of my friend's, best friend's sex life for the last, you know. Best friend couple and years. ex-boyfriend. Yes. For the last few years. Who's calling the cauldron black? <laughs> I mean, they're both calling each other black, so. Hey! Get it. Yes. Because they got black blood. No. Yes. I mean, yes. But also, no. Do you get your that. feet in the weirdest position? That's just why they're weird. Are you saying this because she's all pretzeled up? There's always a foot present when we record with that. <laughs> like, it always at some point in the recording makes an appearance. <laughs> in her defense, she records on her bed. Yes. Well... I'm just trying to be like your child and put my feet on tables and shit. What do you want me to do? Yeah, we uh, went to a very nice sushi restaurant tonight, and my child proceeded to constantly put his feet on the table. <laughs> it's fine. Oh. oh, and then when I wouldn't let him kick the stroller backwards, he kicked the table forwards. So uh, my child is also mini Hulk. So, damn it, baby jar. Ah, swear jar. Yeah, I have a lot of money for that when you're driving. <laughs> Wait. Hold up. Since when does it count while we're not recording? Oh, no, it does not. (laughs) But it does count in the presence of my child. But he was in the car. The cursing, yes. 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 Okay. Oh, no, the baby jar does not. Okay, that's what I was like. Um, Hold up. That's not fair. Also, there was a literal baby present, so that seems a little unfair. Yeah, this sleeping like a Yeah, this swear jar where Kat was just cursing back at the GPS lady telling her where to turn. No, fucking bitch, I don't want to get over. <laughs> Why the fuck are you making me cross six lanes of traffic again? Did you call her a butt nugget? Oh, oh no, wait, what did you say when we went to go get lunch? And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> Just oh happened. god, what was it? It was so good. I did call her a janky-ass bitch. <laughs> that was it! That was it! Janky-ass bitch? No, but she said something about, like... I don't know, fuck and butt and nugget were in the sentence, but not in that particular order. And I don't, I was like, I fully turned from the passenger seat and looked at her and went, what? (laughs) Tonks laughed loudly. You're really not upset? I slept with your husband. What is your problem? It's not a funny line. I don't understand what's happening. (laughs) Fluey. She stole my husband. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Can't. Hammerbun. Anyway, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. We might have to go to the baby shower <laughs> just for both of our sakes. Yes. Anywho, <clears throat> he wasn't married to me at the time, and he told me that he never touched or even looked at another woman the same way once he knew who I was. Besides. Tonks' teasing smirk faded into something more genuine. You and I know more than anyone what he's like, how he thinks of himself. I, for one, am happy that he didn't have to wait until he found me to know that he was loved. To feel loved. God, that gets me in the fucking feels every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm not mad you were with my husband because you showed him that he was capable of being loved. Like, ugh. Ugh, we should all aspire to be a Tonks. Ah. 
anyway. The dead of time. Not so much shit just got cut out. Yeah. It's fine. Or tea. Whatever. Or tea. Lots of tea. Tea that is far too scalding for public Maybe a little bit spiked. Definitely, you know, maybe whiskey, maybe rum. Probably closer to, like, absinthe or Everclear, but... (laughs) My liver hurts just thinking about it. Anyway. Any cup of tea. What the fuck is that? I don't know, but the car outside is super loud. Anyway. anyway. Chish. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could take a picture of the death glare that I just gave the window. <laughs> Fucking car racing outside. Your shitty ass muffler doesn't make your engine better. <sighs> And for the 10,000th time. Anyway, the dead of time. <laughs> oh my god. Whatever, I give up. <laughs> we give up. It, it's a live episode. We're sorry. You probably aren't going to hear this because Hannah Beth is going to work her magic, but... I'm just gonna yell at the computer later. It's fine. It's fine. Cat yells at Satnav. Hannah Beth yells at... Y'all. <laughs> In the I was edit. going to say editing. <laughs> the recording. I... That would be you. In the recording. I mean, myself, to be fair, I definitely forgot that I ate a whole dinner during last week's episode and, like, was editing, and I was like, come on, man! <laughs> like, to myself. I just yell at us when I listen to the fully edited version, going, no, that's wrong, that's wrong! But it's fine. Okay. I slept with your husband. He wasn't married to me at the time. Feel loved. Got it. Maya visibly relaxed and let out a deep sigh, laughing when Tonks hugged her again. You have no idea how relieved I am to hear you say that. Plus, Tonks leered, sex keeps the wolf at bay. It would be selfish. I do that every fucking time I try to say selfish. Selfish. I I always... Okay, you know what? I reviewed the 15,000 pages of my speech therapy in elementary school, and I had issues with my... Shish and chish were my issues. It would have been selfish of me to have preferred him to remain all virginal just for me. Mooney could have very well hurt himself to the point of fatal injury while at Hogwarts. Either that, or he'd failed his newts. Maya laughed loudly. Merlin forbid. You saved him from Greyback, you saved him from the other wolf pack, and you brought my cousin back to life and risked your own to save them both when Voldemort was torturing them, Tonk says, said, reminding Maya of the final battle, which, for her, had been years ago. As far as we're concerned, Maya, I owe you a very great debt. Maya laughed. Be careful. I like to collect life debts. Well, apparently you've got a stack of them. Aunt Sissa has been asking about you for months. Narcissa? Maya's brows furrowed. What does she want with me? For all she knows, Maya Potter is dead. Tonks shook her head. Nope. She recognized you when you were at Bill and Flores. How is that possible? Remus told me that Minerva placed a notice me not on me so people wouldn't recognize me as Maya Potter. Well, if it's the spell I think it is... McGonagall would have had to renew it yearly, probably whenever you went back to Hogwarts. Last I checked, 
Hermione Granger skipped her seventh year. Maya's eyes widened. Merlin! I'm lucky it was just Narcissa that recognized me then. I saw Lucius, Bellatrix, and Pettigrew that same day. Wait, she has to read new spells? It, they wear off. It's kind of like wax on your car. You were... Oh, okay, yeah. So, they need to get those phone calls. We're trying to contact you about your extended <laughs> magical <spells>. charm warranty. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Magical car warranty. Your spell warranty is expired. Would you like to renew it? Who the fuck came up with these telemarketing ideas? And how did they sell it to so many fucking people? Anyway. She shook her head, thrilled that things turned out the way they had. Sure, she'd been snatched and tortured, her skin carved into, but knowing how she had threatened Bellatrix, struck Lucius, and terrified Peter, she could have had it much worse at Malfoy Manor had they known who she was. Mum recognized you as well, Tonks informed her. Granted, Aunt Sissa had to spell it all out for her. It seems like people only figure it out when it's either really obvious or they're told. That would explain why Arthur never caught on then. Maya said thoughtfully, or Kingsley. I want to meet with your mother and Narcissa. I, I told Harry that I really want the family to... Her eyes widened as she realized something. Teddy. Tonks grinned. Remus told me he asked you to be godmother. Maya nodded quickly. You want me to go fetch him, don't you? Maya continued to nod, not trusting her voice. All right, let's go back and show the boys that we're both friendly, and then I'll dash off to pick them up. Teddy loved Hermione, she said as they left the room. But once the bond settles, he'll be enamored with Maya, which means you're on permanent babysitting duty. Gladly, Maya said with a grin. When they walked back into the drawing room, when they walked back into the drawing room, all of the photographs had been put away. Remus looked annoyed. Sirius and Ginny looked amused and Ron and Harry looked horror-struck. Maya placed a hand on Sirius's shoulder before perching herself on his thigh. Somehow, the action caused both Ron and Harry to turn red. What am I missing? What happened in here? Where are all the photographs? Sirius snorted. It's not funny, Harry groaned. Remus? Maya turned and looked at her best friend. <clears throat> well, love... Remus cleared his throat. It seems that when Sirius collected all of your photographs after you went missing, he didn't think to organize them, and we may have stumbled upon some that are rather revealing. Her eyes widened, and she glared down at Sirius. Which ones? You were fully covered at all times, kitten, I promise, Sirius said. I, on the other hand. Maya flushed and turned to look at Harry. <laughs> Serious taking dick pics can now be the title of this episode. <laughs> Maya flushed and turned to look at Harry, 
who had his face buried in his hands. She smiled at the sight, remembering an equally mortified Jamie, who was constantly disgusted at any visual reminders Wait, that... if he takes dick pics, how does he send them by owl? Because they don't have cell phones. Can you imagine if that owl, like, dropped it with its claws and it's just, like, lying on the ground somewhere? Yeah, I just need it noted that this is the premise of an entire season of fancasting. <laughs> is it? Yes. Magical dick pics? Yes. Where Draco is... The cock critiquer. Oh my god, I forgot about the cock critiquer. Yes. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I remember what ship that is. Anyway. What's the delivery time for owls? Just wondering. However long you know, it takes to fly. Three magic. To, three to five days. <laughs> I would assume like a couple, like a day or two. Is there a priority owl? I, I don't know how long, how far an owl flies in a day. And how big Great Britain is. Is, is there a, if it fits its ships out? I mean, it took a couple to carry the... The cake. Fire, fire bolt. Yeah, I still don't understand how they carry big shit. And I will not accept magic as an answer. It's like how Stonehenge has to be built by aliens. No. No. Absolutely not. Are you seriously looking up how long it takes? Yes! Because now I'm curious. Okay, snowy owls in particular are the ones that are on this article. Um, so apparently snowy owls migrate some when it's really cold. Um, okay, that's not helpful for average. This is just the story of a snowy owl that flew to... Like Denmark, Florida, or Bermuda, oh or Hawaii. Okay, come on, Google, do better. I feel like this is a math problem. If Hedwig is traveling at X they miles, can they can fly eleven hundred kilometers or seven hundred miles in a single day. Okay, that's not insignificant. No. How far it across? Is the UK. I mean, from north to south, England and Scotland, like from the top of Scotland to the most southern coast of England is 600 miles. So in theory, you could get an L all the way across the main island of Britain in a day. I would assume it would get slowed down a bit with weight, though. So, like, maybe a postcard, but, like, an actual package. This is entirely too scientific. Yes. Okay. Anyway, the dead of time. But yes, one to two days. That's a really long time to wait for a dick. <laughs> I mean, prior to 2009... I was going to say, I have so uh, many follow-up conversations that's way too realistic. 2004? I don't know, when did camera phones start becoming popular? I had one in 2005. The first iPhone was 2007. Yeah. Does that help anything? No. Yeah, so... I mean, prior to... We'll, we'll say 2003. I mean, people would send Polaroids. Yeah. My dad definitely sent shirtless Polaroids when he was I did not know where that conversation was going. <laughs> Classy. Classy. My mother's a sweet, very Catholic woman. But yes, no, he definitely sent thirst trap pics of him shirtless at the beach in Florida where he was training. 
solid. Yes. Um. Maya flushed and turned to look at Harry, who had his face buried in his hands. She smiled at the sight, remembering an equally mortified Jamie, who was constantly, consistently disgusted at any visual reminders that his best friend was sleeping with his sister. Oh, Harry, she said consolingly, though there was obvious mirth to her voice. Tonks was giggling next to Remus. Not that I wouldn't love to sit around and talk about my cousin's bare bits, but I'm going to run by Mum's. Someone's eager to see Teddy. Remus smiled proudly, as though Maya had never met the boy before, and he was finally being given a chance to present his son to her. He kissed his wife and watched as she walked to the front door where she disapparated away. It couldn't have been that bad, Maya said, looking at Ron and Harry. It wasn't, Ginny said lightly. Harry narrowed his eyes at her. You're being dramatic, Ginny insisted. It was just a picture of the two of you in Sirius's bed at Hogwarts. You were fully covered. Sirius wasn't. Toujours pure. Maya rolled her eyes in understanding. Oh, please, I thought it was going to be so much worse. Harry, everyone who went to school has, with Sirius has seen that tattoo. He was too proud not to show it off. I'm fairly certain McGonagall has seen it. Everyone turned to look at Sirius, who simply shrugged his shoulders. I can't believe you were in his bed, Ron muttered. At Hogwarts. Ginny stared at her brother incredulously. You never had lavender in your bed? Ron's ears turned bright red. Sorry, he said. It's just... It's hard to look at you, Myony, and see a different you. I'll always see you as my bookworm best friend who lectured me about indecency and homework. It's a little weird to find out that the girl who yelled at me about snogging lavender in the Great Hall turned out to lose her virginity to Sirius Black. Remus cleared his throat anxiously and immediately stood up. Anyone want tea? I'm going to go make us some tea. Sirius narrowed his eyes. Oh, I don't think so, Minnie. I'm not taking the blame for your broken hymen. Maya's eyes widened and she slapped Sirius's chest. Sirius! Sorry, kitten. Your broken hymen, he amended. Harry and Ron stared at Remus with their eyes wide and mouths agape. When silence filled the room completely, Ginny let out a satisfied sigh. This is the best night of my life, she announced, before erupting into a fit of laughter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that to be a lot worse, too, but it wasn't. I'm we've still got little, next chapter. I'm a little disappointed in that. Yeah, we've got next chapter. Okay. I just love that, like, that Ginny is fully enthralled by everybody else's uncomfortableness. And the sexploitations, or sexploits. Sexploits of the Marauders. Yes. And also just how casually Sirius was just like, no, no. No, I will. Hi, Remus. Climb under this bus so I can just, yeah, no, like, he just... We just run you over the night bus real quick. Yeet! <laughs> Pretty much. And poor Remus is just like, tea? Anybody? <laughs> Biscotti? Uh, Alright. We did. How long 
miss this audio. You don't want to know. Oh god, it's so bad. 142. <laughs> and with that, we're going to thank our patrons. Alright, Fire Whiskers, we'd like to thank our August dogs, stags, and wolves. We'd like to thank Brianne Campbell, Jackie Zerichniak, Jennifer Netzer, and Nina Egan. Thank you so much for joining the Fire Whiskey Patreon team. We'd like to thank our foxes, Montana, Muggle Trucker, Tyler Maria, Anthony, Jade, Claire Soothes, My ADHD, Goblin Brain, Professor Magana Got It Going On, Lisa, Tori, Camille, Morgan, Kiera, Leanne, Sierra, Stacy, Shannon, Martina, Bridget, Sandra, Kayla, Jordan, Claire, Kyla, Diana, Nicole, Sarah, Kenny, Amber, Ryland, Ash, Carissa, April, Kaylin, Audrey, Joshua, Kara, Melissa, another one for the baby jar, Kara, Crystal, Sarah, Ryder, Catherine, Crystal, Shauna, Cassie, Chris, Sylvia, Juliana, Jillian, Rachel, Cauldron Mist, Kendra, Samantha, Miriam, Becky, Misha, Elias, Dan, Montana, Frau Holly, Matthew, and Jasmine. Thank you so much again to all of our Patreons. We are so glad to have you with us. And thank you especially today on this episode for... Making it happen? Making it happen. You guys are the reason we are... You were... If you were a patron, or have ever been a patron of this podcast, you helped us get here. Because... None of us could have fucking afforded to do this on our own. So, really and truly, like, you... You like us. You really like us. I also got to meet a fan in the wild today. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, one of the frequent guests on Fanatical Fix, Hannah, was there. And just very quietly kind of sat there as... Uh, as we, you freak the fuck out? As I freak the fuck out, because right. I just hear somebody go, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. And I'm like, wait, wait, me? She said, yeah. And I went, oh my god, <laughs> hi, yes, oh my god, I'm me, it's so nice to meet you. And I'm like shaking hands when we're both wearing masks, and we're definitely not supposed to shake hands. Um, but I was just so excited. I really wanted to give her a hug. <laughs> and I was just, I felt it's special. And I was so mad because Hannah Beck and Kat weren't there. And of course they walked we like shopping. two <laughs> minutes later. And she was like, you missed it! But, yes, and Hannah was very quick to fill them in on how adorable I was and how excited I got and like totally spazzed out because I was like, it, it's the... You like me, you really like me. But you guys were awesome. You helped us meet our editor for the first time in person. And she is not trash. Sorry, I've been saying trash all day today and doing the hand gestures. I know so you guys much. know which hand gesture it is. But so much today. It's because I'm with Kat. She inspires me to be the super salty southern woman. <laughs> the trash panda inside. I did realize, by the way, sort of related, that I don't think I ever told my husband like, what hotel we were at, or any, like, actual detail. Like, he knows my flight information, but, like, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I don't think my husband actually knows anything other than yeah, I'm but, in Orlando. Right, but you are not meeting co- two complete strangers oh, from the internet. Yeah, true, 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 yeah, no, well, the good news is we are not actually psycho killers, and we, she's alive. 
This is our proof. I think Keith Moore said that tonight. <laughs> Texas woman meets people she met online in Florida and gets killed. Two Florida women. That'll be the headline. <laughs> yeah. It just it made me laugh when I was explaining to somebody from work, okay, so why are you going to Florida? And then, like, there's either, like, people who like Harry Potter and are like, oh, well, I'm going because there's a con and we're going to go to Universal meeting friends. And then there's people like, you're going to Leaky? And, like, so excited about whatever's <laughs> happening. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm meeting um, friends that I've, I've known for almost three years, but that I've never actually met in person. And it's two reactions. And it's either, like, horrified or, like, super impressed. The person that was like, oh, that's kind of cool, was like, didn't you meet your husband on Facebook? <laughs> like, this is, like, a really weird trend to her. <laughs> like, all the people I know on the internet. And, um, your point? Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. None of us are serial killers. Yay! But I mean, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet, so I mean, yeah, there's still time. Just make me comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if Hannah Beth dies, I want to make it very clear that that was actually a joke. Uh, Orange County Sheriff, please don't. Okay, but like, like talk to me because I want to like, find the guy. But this audio is being recorded without the internet directly to my computer, so it's not gonna be backed up to the cloud or anything. So it's Fair. just be like. This audio on her computer. You know, if we were going to be serial killers, this would be the. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've watched enough crime shows. We could probably get away with it. See, but I have also watched enough crime shows to be like. (laughs) (laughs) That's great karate. Great karate. I do love the people who are all. It it was one of those like. I worked in a hospital, so you talk about weird stuff used to work in a hospital and one of the things was how would you get rid of a body and living in Tennessee almost everybody said oh, feed it to the pigs and I was like well yeah that's my answer now you know pigs years, like anything. years ago it was feed it to the crabs do crabs the body, eat that much? put the body in crab traps they, they, they eat a lot and, and they break things down that tracks and then also if you there's a fairly large trench off the coast of Key West between here and Cuba. And okay, Dexter Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, isn't Dexter taking place off of the coast of Florida? Yeah, yeah, he's in Miami somewhere. Say it! Oh, right. <laughs> and we will see you next. Fire Whiskey Friday. Watch out! Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.